Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm joined by the beautiful Jasmine Lawless, who is a client of mine as well as a wonderful friend. Now, Jazz has been so generous sharing her story about what inspired her to start her own business and how her spiritual journey has grown alongside this. So Jazz grew up in a family with parents that worked really hard. She climbed the corporate ladder and when she had her first child, she realized that the corporate world was quite unfulfilling to her and had this inner knowing that it was time to step out into business. And it's so interesting, the energetic blocks that she's had to work through as she's grown as a person and as she's grown in her business and the healing work going back through her own healing and also generational healing. So I really love this podcast because we dive into some spiritual concepts, which are really fun. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to remind you that the Wealth Frequency is my group program that is on right now. This program has been designed to support your most effortless expansion. It is for you if you run a business or if you desire to run a business and you want to live an abundant lifestyle, magnetize clients to you, get clarity on what it is that you can offer, how you can easily make sales, how you can start making more money right now while working less and embodying your dream life. This program explains how I went from 60 hour work weeks with five staff to a simplified business working only 10 hours a week and with one staff. So the wealth frequency has just started. It is not too late to join and be a part of this powerful and expansive community. We are laying the groundwork. Then we'll be taking a break over Christmas and the new year, and then we will be straight back into it. So if you want to learn more, click the link below. And now into this uninterrupted podcast with Jasmine Lawless. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm joined by beautiful Jazz, Jasmine Lawless. She is one of my clients. She's also a wonderful friend. And I wanted to have Jasmine on because the, she just recently started her own business, or she started last year. She used to sell crystals and all sorts of things in this beautiful shop. And she's now transitioned into showing up as a coach and really claiming her ability to heal people. So she has very cool gifts, psychic abilities, um, all the things. And she's a talented healer. And it's been really special to see her step into that space and claim that. So I'm really excited to hear her sharing her journey and updating us, you know, on how her life has changed. Yes. Thank you so much, Carla, for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. I feel honored to be even asked to come on here and talk to you. So thank you for the introduction. <laughs> My pleasure. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing at the moment right now? And then we're going to dive into like how this is actually developed. Yeah, sure. So right now I am helping women heal, or you could basically say um, unfuck their money story. So in ways that are deeper than what women believe, their money story is playing out and helping them to, I guess, yeah, unpack that and figure out where it's come from and how they can learn to be free and feel free with money. Beautiful. So I just going to ask you straight up, like, why do you personally enjoy talking about money? Why do you work on that with people? My journey with money um, has been like up and down and it hasn't been until this year that I have really delved deep into it. Uh, I was carrying so many other people's money stories. So now for me, it actually excites me to talk about money. It excites me to receive money, to be able to help other women as well see that uh, they don't have to fear money or be in fear of uh, like a separate 
identity to themselves is what they believe. I think when they think about money, like it's, Mm -hmm. it controls them type thing. So yeah. And just Mm -hmm. sharing with people. Yeah. How it made me feel versus how it makes me feel now. Mm -hmm. So how did it used to make you feel like what sort of fears did you have around money? I feel like people Uh don't typically understand what we mean when we talk about money fear. Yeah, definitely um, are so many now, like really unaware, Um, you know, pay to pay, like, yeah, money would come in, it would go out straight away. Um, I had no respect for money. I had no relationship with money. Um, All the feelings toward money were negative, especially if there was times where my bank account was in debit or I didn't, couldn't afford something. It was always money's fault. I never saw it as my own or ways for me to be able to interact better yeah it was just it was really shit (laughs) Mm. yeah so money was like a source of anxiety like something that you would sort of blame if things weren't going well what yeah definitely anxiety those like icky feelings um like I always felt in my stomach like um what else could you say? I had shame, definitely shame and guilt. If I spent, if I went and purchased something and I was really geared up to do it, I'd psyched myself into it. And then I bought it. I would drive home from the shops and be like, wow, um, did you really need that? Like I would really, really shame and like talk myself like into, yeah, really wind myself up about it when I'd already realized that I could afford this and I was going to do it, but I was still trapped in this belief that I wasn't worthy of it or I didn't deserve it I didn't work for it type thing so yeah Mm. yeah why do so many of us have this story that we have to work hard to like prove that we deserve money like money's just let's just stick with that for now yeah for me I believe it's um just it we majority of the clients I work with and see it is old stories and old patterns or a belief that's within them that they have just adopted from their parents or even a relationship. So it's, they don't have an understanding, I believe of what money actually really is. And I guess where their relationship could be with money and it's all within themselves, of course, as well. Uh, But if we're just talking about money in context, I feel it's definitely a misunderstanding totally of Mm -hmm. what it actually is to what it could be. How do you feel about diving into a bit of your journey and maybe like what your relationship with money was like when you were growing up? Yeah, for sure. Yep. So when I was growing up, my mum and dad owned their own business and my dad worked um, uh, extremely long hours. Um, It was like that typical scenario, you know, mum stayed at home with the kids, dad went out and worked and earned all the money. But it was never, it was sort of like you just had to, once you got to a certain age, get out and get a job. Like you had to contribute. You had to work hard if, you know, you wanted to see the results and all those, like for me now, they're like typical sort of stereotypical type people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and I adapted that. I was like climbing the corporate ladder in a, you know, multi-billion dollar business. I was wanting to be all the things. And yeah, at the end of the day, I still wasn't happy. I still wasn't, I guess, satisfied. You could say that constantly chasing something else external from me, um, which I guess then led into 
Um, I failed marriage. Like I married young. Um, again, I uh, picked up the money release there. I still lived pay to pay. Um, he was just as bad as I was with money. Um, I was, I guess, the money authority, but we still both spent money and had a shit relationship with money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's not until I've obviously reached this peak now um, that I'm like, this. there's something more to this than mm-hmm. what's happening. Yeah. Mm. I really want to ask you about that time when you're, so you're working in corporate, you had a good job, you're climbing the ladder, this partner that you had, they were doing the same Cause I think a lot of people are in these scenarios and they're like, I should be happy or I should have more money. I should have more savings or they have savings, but they don't feel like they can do anything else. Yeah. Why does that happen? Why is a good paycheck not enough? Because their mindset around, and I guess the relationship with money is still Uh, like I don't know I think it's more it's still that belief aspect that they're not worthy of anything more than what they currently have but I don't even know if it's really that it's more yeah like it's it's it comes across as like a greed as well but I also see it as they don't understand the energetics of money they don't understand what their energy is doing like how if you say you're a magnet to money but you don't believe it you're not going to receive it because you're still trapped in this mentality that you're not worthy of receiving that money or you're not worthy of the job that you're in or yeah you simply are just in this mindset of wanting more money for what though so you get the more money but then what do you spend it on more things more shit and you still don't have any money so Mm -hmm. I feel like people have this concept that if they just won lottery tomorrow it would save like all their problems it would solve all the problems but it doesn't because you're still spending tomorrow's money with today's mindset so you're never going to physically be able to actually shave your money even though you think you might save your money I bet the people that might be listening to this they have a savings account but they tap into it they have access to it because they still can't physically grasp saving for tomorrow type thing yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I really love that line that you said, you, uh, spending tomorrow's money with today's mindset. And, yeah. and that's exactly it where people get these really amazing paying jobs in corporate, but then they find that they actually still have the same issues. Even if they do have more money, it's like that feeling of lack, that feeling of not being satisfied of not being enough. And those random surprise bills like popping up <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I used to have my fitness business it was like 10k coming in 11k going out and I was literally like what the fuck yeah 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 I used to have those feelings like bills would come in I just ignore them I just no oh that's nice it's due on the 16th it's only the 7th today I don't need to pay it but for me it was still sending a message that um I didn't feel responsible enough like a bill was coming in but I also didn't have respect or be grateful for this energetic exchange of a service that's sitting there so it could be my mobile phone bill I get to talk to my family and friends I get to do my business on my phone I get to receive calls and speak with loved ones and all those types of things Um, so therefore when I exchange that payment with that service provider I am so grateful because they gave me all that thing but then you can also see it as a flow-on effect you're paying the workers you're paying you know, the people to continue doing what it is that they do with that service. So 
it's, and that really helped me instead of seeing it as like, a, oh my God, like another hundred dollar bill. Like I saw it as a, a gratitude payment. Like, thank you. I am so grateful. And now I do that every single time I purchase anything, whether it's $2, $200, $2,000. I always exchange my gratitude for it because I feel and truly believe it sends a message to the universe as well that you are grateful for this abundant supply of mobile phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> but I know exactly what you mean. I recently have been really thinking about society sort of as an organism. And cause for a while there, I was concerned about how fragile society was. And like, if one element of society sort of broke down, would we go into chaos? And this thought was like really on my mind last year. We were, we were deep in lockdowns (laughs) for people like wondering why I was thinking like that. Um, But it's transitioned to being like, you know what? There are so many people There are so many systems behind everything that we do. There is such an intense support network that if one thing didn't work, we would just figure it out. Like, yeah, we would just figure it out. Um, And in that way, as an organism, like we're not fragile at all. Obviously you can have arguments for both sides, but beyond that, what I'm saying as well is like, there's been a level of recognition for me that every single thing that we use, there were so many hands behind it. Like even this microphone that I'm using right now, or like this laptop that I'm using right now, how many people went into the idea, the creation, the mechanics, the engineering, I've called them to fix it multiple times. Like there are so many people behind every tiny little thing that we use. So yeah, yeah, gratitude. Yeah, definitely. And just even like the meals that you eat. And I feel like this for me, working with clients and stuff is is learning to teach because so many people are like well where the fuck do I start like really and it honestly is the baby steps and the basics and it is gratitude so it falls into so many aspects of your life and if you can't be grateful for so many simple little things like the fresh air you breathe the fact that your eyes can see color if you can um you know interact with the beautiful people each day doesn't necessarily have to be something that money can buy you you know there's so much you can be grateful for and have an abundant supply of that costs nothing mm-hmm. yeah witnessing the abundance outside of money as well and as I say that a butterfly flies past Beautiful. so confirmation <laughs> yeah so how then did you realize that you were having this relationship with money in that corporate job and how did you break out of that why well I guess still um yeah totally unaware totally unaware even when I left the job of my uh, money mindset and I actually left the corporate role um as I became a mum so um I just did go back after my first baby and I was like yep I can still totally do this but then fell pregnant again and I was just like wow this is like you know not even 12 months apart this is a sign as well from the universe that this is just not for me anymore um I'd done it for 15 years and yeah my time was come I wasn't enjoying it as much as I really thought I was and I'd actually had a psychic reading and they said like you're not in the right job for you there's something else you need to be doing and I thought oh I really love this job what do you mean but once I started to explore those avenues, I was like, yeah, this is so true. Like, I do not like this job anymore. doesn't light me up and it's time to go. And I'm a firm believer that we don't just slave away at a job if it doesn't bring you satisfaction. Like people talk about the old cliche saying the golden handcuffs, et cetera. Yeah. But is that really enough 
to make you live in misery. Like there is thousands of people out there that do that. And I thought, you know what? I can leave this job. I was financially supported by my partner at the time. Um, but yeah, I just still believe it wouldn't matter if I was probably on Centrelink or something. I totally still would have left the job because for me, it was about satisfaction. So yeah, and through that time, I was like, yep, yeah, I'll figure it out as I go, as I always do. And yeah, through that, my business was birthed after my second baby because um, I have always loved uh, different healing modalities, all energy work stuff, crystals, all the beautiful spiritual things. And as I was on a spiritual journey, I wanted to help other women as well on their journeys and be able to share the beautiful products that I use that I found helped me. So crystals for anxiety and yeah, all those beautiful things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm, interesting. And it's funny when, so this psychic said to you, like, you're not in the right job and you're like, what? I love my job. And then hearing you talk about it now and you're like, you know, I was miserable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny because I've had so many of the same experiences where I'm like, wow, I love where I'm at. And then a month later, I'm like, I was actually really struggling in that yeah. position. Yeah. Um, for everyone listening, it's kind of just a reminder to ask for more. Like if it was better, what would that look like? And to actually give that some thought because yeah, yeah there might be so much better waiting for you. Okay, well then on the topic of your shop with crystals and things, how do they work for the, for the people listening? How do they work? Why are you interested in them? How do they help people? Please tell us. Yes. So for me, I was always attracted to them because I'm like, they're so pretty, these shiny little objects and they're all many different colors. But as I started to learn more about myself and become more aware of my own feelings and in different situations, I was like turning to my crystals to help me. And the more that I learn about them, I was just like, they're more than just rocks. Like they are actually like a mineral. And if you want to go like full woo, I believe they have their own energy within them that is able to help you. Like, yeah, people that suffer anxiety or have um, sleep disorders and things like that. Um, Shitty mindsets, like you live in the victim state. There's so many things and I use them to really help me. And now I make sure people around me use them too. Cause I'm like, look, there's more than just a shiny object. You know, they can totally help you. Mm. Yeah. I have mother nature. So come on. Mm. <laughs> How have crystals helped you? Um, well, I could say they've helped me. I reckon become who I really am because I feel like, as I've said just before, they're more than just a rock. They've helped me. I feel become more confident in being able to if you go to even just like the aspects of business like con- like confident to step out confident to be able to do the things I wanted to do but I mean like I might just wear one for the day because I'm feeling a little bit I don't know a bit out of sorts or something that's going to feel comforting and nurturing to me like a bit of blue lace argate for example and not only is it going to sort of put me in touch with my spirit guides and help me feel calm and nurtured but it's going to you know I feel like ease those feelings that you have Mm -hmm. so yeah it really helped me tap into my feelings and become more aware I guess of how I'm feeling Mm. yeah I find crystals fascinating um when I bought my first crystals it was last year I had just been through that sort of breakup with my friends so I lost my friendship group moved out of the house where I was living with them And I had gone deep into my healing work. I was doing the things to process it. 
um, is doing my best, like key things together. And I ordered some crystals and I sat down to meditate and I think they were even just in the box. And as soon as I sat down to meditate, it was like, whoom, like this feeling of intense, like grief and sadness came up about, but sorry, it, this specifically was like a appreciation for the love that we had for each other. Yeah. So I had been very much like, fuck you guys. I don't need you bitches like for a while. Cause I yeah. was in a lot of pain. Um, and I was understanding of everyone's perspectives, but just, just focusing on me, just doing what I needed to do. And then I just felt all the the memories, like the happy memories and that, that these people were my best friends and you know what, what's happened isn't great, but like, I'm so glad for the time we had together. And it was like beautiful, just crying these like tears of love. And it was so, so needed. And then I realized, yeah, that the crystals were like in their box next to me. And I just was like, wow, yeah, that it just was definitely, it's like they pierced through perhaps like the layers of ego and crap mm. and just got to like what needed to be felt. Yeah, definitely. I even, ha- I have um, kits that I assemble and uh, like with crystals, obviously. And um, yeah, I even do like the special order side things for people. Like I've even had a lady come to me whose daughter suffers from OCD. Um, so I put together a little kit for her and every kit I always, you know, call on like, yeah, divine healing and source to um, set an intention with them so that the receiver receives every property that is capable of being received through the crystals because there are so many crystals obviously with so many different properties um but yeah I always like intuitively sort of pick them and they're always bang on so I'm always like yeah they've got their own little own Mm. little energetic feel to them definitely it's very interesting when you go into a crystal shop and you're like oh this one is nice and then you look up the properties you're like oh my god that's exactly like what I need help with (laughs) um I personally, like, I often forget the different meanings of them, but for where I'm at myself, like crystals aren't my top priority. Like it doesn't matter. Like I've got them. And if I just feel called to putting one on my table, whatever I pick up, I'm like, this is the one. Um, How do you go about remembering the different properties? I do it through colors. So I, um, even when I was first starting out helping people, I do it through colors. So for example, like blue is all about in touch with your spirit guides, your intuition. Um, if you want to, I guess, yeah, call on connection, like Akashic records, all the beautiful things, um, anything like black and or dark colors is like grounding and negative energy. So I guess you could associate that with feelings. So like, if you feel like shit or you're feeling down, grab something that is you know, like even tiger's eyes, beautiful smoky quartz. They're all really great all rounder crystals. So yeah, through colors mainly. Mm, and then yeah. I just, I always remember um, pink. What's it? Pink is like rose quartz. It's like, yeah, rose quartz, self love. Yeah. yeah, heart. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I actually have a blue crystal on right now. And I bought this for the girls that did my abundance mastery course at the start of this year. And it was all about like clarity, calling pulling in like exactly what you want to manifest. And whenever I wear this, I'm like abundance mastery, like my girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So yeah, once you start talking about them and getting to know them, you just like, yeah, it's second nature now. Mm-hmm. So you started your own business and you just had kids at the same time. Yeah. I know things have changed now. So like what happened along that journey? 
Yeah, so that was, I've only, well, not only, but that was 12 months ago. So November 2021, I decided to um, go out on my own and do business. I'd always been in leadership and I was like, I can totally do this, but oh my God, like it is not like that. It's, you know, working with people to then going on and doing it your own where you are the everything, you know, the marketing guru, like you've got to create the website and buy the things and all that sort of stuff. I was like, yeah, I can totally do this. And look, I did. And here I am. Um, but yeah, it was so challenging. And I feel like I, um, like six months of this year, I just did massive deep healing work um, on myself, like really changing sort of ancestral stuff as well as what's happened in my life now um and then through that I was sort of like I feel like I've sort of outgrown the products um and I really felt a call to work with women one-on-one and I actually started doing that through my readings so like oracle cards um intuition channeling all that sort of stuff I I I've never really said I have psychic abilities because for me I believe psychic um, which is just my belief, is talking to past spirits, um, where that's only slowly like coming through now. So I feel like um, prior to all of that, it was I can, I wouldn't say I'd be able to predict your future, but I can definitely help you know what's going to happen. <laughs> mm. um, where I wouldn't be able to pass talk to like, and I, I to be honest, I've never actually said, oh, I've, I'd like to try and talk to your past grandmother. Like, so yeah, I've never really tapped into that I've more just tapped into the messages listened trusted and received um so yeah I guess if you wanted to label it yeah Mm. there are so many avenues here that I love what I want to ask first um you said that while you were running your business like you dived into a lot of ancestral healing and you did deep work there how did you find out about that and how did you feel called to that Yeah. So it was actually, I suffered migraines a lot, um, probably since I was like 12. And I thought, God, there's got to be something more to than being chemically modified type thing, like seeing a doctor and like, you know, I praise Western medicine, but also like, you know, use it when need to, but it's not my first avenue with something wrong. I'm always being like, Oh, what about this? Try a chiropractor, try um, Reiki, try this. And then I was like, I'm actually going to go and see a kinesiologist. Um, And this lady that I see, is just amazing. And she does ancestral line healing. Um, And it wasn't until I spoke with her that she was able to help me understand why I was getting these migraines. But also I felt like it just opened a can of worms in terms of what was really the reason as to why. I was always just told it was hormonal. So go and get on the pill or Mm. um, maybe try shoving this thing up your nose that really helps as well when you get it and take four aspirin and it's just like yeah so we're now here I am at 34 and fully aware of why I get them um but this uh kinesiologist was able to also open my eyes to just the massive amounts of energy work that is out there for us like to tap in that was beautiful and she was able to tell me that um I've been here 174 times or something, you know, like school woo. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. feel like I'm actually surprised to hear 174 because I consider mm. you, you know, an old soul. And I feel 174 is not that many times. Maybe that's, I'm just healing something from 174 years ago or something. But um, <laughs> yeah, she was able to tap back into it. It was like my father's line. I was healing something. And um, yeah, and they'd also said, oh, your migraines are just hereditary and, 
now when I actually get them, uh, I welcome them. I don't see them as a negative. I see that it's actually part of, um, it's like a little mini awakening for me and I'm stepping up a level and it's just part of the process. Um, so mm. instead of being like, oh, fucking hate my life, hate these migraines, which is what I used to be like, why me? Blah. I see it as a positive and just be, but I also have learned to not consent to the energy as well. I'm just like, I'm not giving my power away to migraines now. Um, and it's really helped me. Yeah, do they happen less? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. I used to get them once a month. I now get them probably maybe once every four months or three months, but nothing to what I used to. And the the severity of them is a lot less as well. They used to knock mm-hmm. me on my ass, but now, um, no, nah, I don't. Mm. I know a lot of people that get migraines, headaches, back pain, lots of things that um, the way that they reoccur, I'm like, it's something else. Yeah. 100%. It's not just your body. Yeah. Like it's something It's else. a message. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm like, it's, for me, I've learned it's our body communicates to us in ways like, yes, the physical body is a real thing, but there's something underlying there. There's something we're missing. Like if you constantly have a niggle in your back, um, there's this beautiful book um, that I love to refer to. Um, her name is Inner Seagal, and it's about the messages from your body and how you can heal through these messages. Um, so something simple like, yeah, your head hurts or like your ears ache or your eyes. It's like, what don't you want to hear? what don't you want to see and honestly when you look up the meanings in these books where it's like patterns of like um yeah self-worth self-doubt comparisonitis all these sorts of things it's a bit like what you just said with the crystals you're like oh my god that is me so yeah it's it's and then it obviously works with how you can call on divine healing to help you move this energy so yeah Mm. why is it important to do some ancestral work or like energy work and for people listening like you don't have to dive straight in, into like healing generational trauma but I'm just curious to know Jazz's perspective like why is it important to do that yeah and I also believe as well that um it would fry you to understand what that even means I reckon you have to have done at least some form of healing work before just jumping straight into that stuff, you know, it'd be like trying to talk to someone that's super egotistical about their ego. Like, (laughs) Um, so for me, um, doing my healing work through the generational timeline is um, I'm also a massive believer in like our karmic, the karmic will of life and that we are here for a reason. And through this reason, like we have come to relearn patterns or things are going to be continually put in our path until we, heal them fix them learn from them so that's why i'm a massive believer because if not you just keep doing the same shit so next lifetime you come back if you didn't change it this lifetime you're going to do it again in the next lifetime and it just keeps going on and on but also because in this lifetime you know we don't have to suffer we weren't put here to suffer you know like to live to love to be happy is our birthright to be free, to be abundant, all those beautiful things. Um, we don't have to suffer. I believe we choose to, to a certain extent for people that are unaware. I, I don't believe that because you are aware because you feel like shit. Like, so your body is a feeling of, or you are constantly the same things are happening over and over again. Um, so yeah, I, I believe it, it's, it's probably pivotal in your journey mm-hmm. <laughs> to understand what it is. Yeah. And it's not about just like, you know, healing your grandfather's line or your mother's maternal line or the matriarchal line sort of thing. This is healing. This could be healing from like 
generations ago, not just the people you're here with today type thing as a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. With that, a thought that I have been thinking is like, um, you know, we say in that time isn't real. Like it is, but it isn't. It applies, but it doesn't. This is the whole duality of this experience. And so aging is real, but it's also not. It's really interesting concept to me. And I have always been, I feel like I came out of the womb, like no excuses, like (laughs) you stay healthy. Um, Yeah, like I'll get older, but like, I feel that we are so responsible for nourishing our bodies and healing our bodies and all the things. Um, I think what I'm trying to say is that like, so many people are resigned to getting older and things getting worse. And there's a belief that as I get older, things will get worse. But actually, if you take the view of that, there is no time. It's actually really just your experience compounding. Yeah. Like every day is a new day. And imagine that there's no days before, no days after. There's only now. Every day is a new day. But the choices that you've made and the actions that you've taken and all the things, they continue to compound, just like compound interest in a bank account. So if you remove the concept of aging, your experience, what happens to your physical body, that whatever trauma you carry, whatever habits you carry, whatever energy or emotions you're you're suppressing you don't want to release that's going to compound into like the aging effect yeah and to also be real like aging is also true at the same time so both truths can exist but I just love to think of it like that and if you can energetically clear things and love yourself and do the healing work you don't have to have that belief that as I get older things will become harder or worse yeah Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm also a firm believer that we kind of have no ending or beginning because Mm. in this physical lifetime, in this body, yes, I do, but my soul does not. So it's like, I, I believe that, yeah, it's, we're just, our soul kicked. We just have no ending or beginning. We are just this, like you said, organism before, you know, like this energy that will continue to live on. So Mm. yeah, it's like, you get to decide at the end of the day, like if you choose to believe in those types of beliefs and for me as well as going along on my journey, like trauma is like a snapshot in time, you know, it's a moment in time that we've chose to store somewhat somewhere within our body, even though it might've been 20 years ago that it happened. Um, it will still affect you. You just don't know it until you start to, I guess, open those cans of worms and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That really did fuck me up. Like, mm. so I know for me, one of the biggest reasons and my biggest why is my girls to be able to, I guess, as a mum, like do this work to be able to, yeah, show them that this is how great life can be. Um, you know, as we know, our parents do the best they can when they, at the time with what they had. And so I can too, with the lessons I had from being brought up. So I can now show my girls that they don't have to carry you know, shit, they can live life and be happy, you know, like not what I sort of went through as a child. I don't want them to, of course, go through the same thing. And I've learned so many lessons and here I am today. But for me, I can give them, I feel like a life that I didn't have type thing, 
yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's really beautiful it gives you like a lot of purpose to hold yourself accountable yeah and being a woman as well like I want to I've already got one very fiery sassy child that I'm like fuck yeah like she's going to be one independent being she already is so I am encouraging that and I with my beliefs am able to yeah of course she's going to pick up some of my beliefs that's just how it is well works um but also be able to give her the choices you know that of what money is like and it's funny like I had a conversation with my partner and he's like I'd love for her to be a doctor I'd love for her to be this and I'm like and he's like what do you think and I'm I just wanted to be herself I want her to know that it's okay that will support her no matter whatever decision she makes um but I was like why don't we teach her about how to spend money or teach her about what it's like to save money or how to buy a house the right way in terms of having the relationship with money being abundant in so many other ways and that money she doesn't have to get out and have a job just because that's what society perceives to be a good job type thing I'm not dissing any doctors either (laughs) Mm. Um, I know what you mean but yeah, just like that old typical patterns of you got to have a really high paying job. You've got to go to uni. You've got to slog your ass out because that's how you then become rich. And that's how you can then afford a house or yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a funny thing. Cause I think people sort of get concerned that like, if we don't fill the jobs that we need to have filled, or like, if I don't do the things that I don't want to do, then other people aren't going to do things like we all have to do stuff that we don't want to contribute to society and to make society work. Like somebody has to be the garbage man. Somebody has to be the doctor. We need these things. But I really truly believe that if people just allowed themselves to do what they wanted to do, all those positions would be filled. Yeah. Um, I had a friend, his name is James and he was a coach like myself. And when we were hanging out, cause he spent time in Melbourne, he was saying like, I honestly get why people would be a garbage man. He's like early mornings, good pay. You just have your crew, you just sit in your life. Time. And he was like, I would honestly be content with that. He's like, yeah, I'm going to give coaching a crack, but like, I would honestly be content with that. And you'd probably be around like potentially some of the most humble people. Yeah. And so people doing what they actually want, every position would be filled. Yeah, exactly. And that's sometimes my belief is that that's, that's what they were here to do. The humble old man that does pick up your bin and he loves his job. How do you mm. know he doesn't type thing? So that's right. There's a spot for somebody and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, on that, actually, um, I've recently been getting to know my local postman because every time I walk to this cafe that's down the road, we always bump into each other and we get talking and he's so lovely. And I remember just thinking like, he's just some guy that works as a postman and he's probably done that his whole life. And I won't share his personal life, but like he has a very profound story. And when he told me, I was like, oh my God, we have so much in common what the fuck? And like, here I was like, oh, he's probably just been a postie his whole (laughs) life. And I was so wrong. And he chose to become a postman because he wanted to um, just have a really grounding job. Like he wanted to make things really easy for himself. I'm like, okay, respect. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Um, Those simple sorts of jobs. I used to think that being a manager at work, I'd be like, 
I, I think I just want to be that person today. I want to have those banked hours. I want to just get a cash, go home. You know what I mean? Like come to work, stock the shelves or whatever it is that my job is today to greet the customers and just go home. Mm. But I then also, for me, that's super unfulfilling because I'm like, I have a challenge. I love to, you know, do all the things and be the boss. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like the expansion. I like to oh, think yeah. in abstract ways and like, learning about how to get my business out there, creating these sort of plans and ideas and concepts. And like, even when I'm teaching, sometimes I'll put together a PowerPoint and I'm like, I haven't done this in so long. And I'm like really actively using my mind and creating like ways that I could draw people in. Like you just don't do that when you just walk in and get paid for your work. No. And you could see it. I reckon if you had, um, you know, 10 people and asked one, like, you know, five out of the 10 people who actually truly loved their job or didn't, you didn't hear them whinging about their life or their job. Yeah. I reckon you'd have one that was, yeah, I love my job. Like, or I'm only here cause I'm studying at uni or there was mm. like, they already had an out, so it didn't really bother them, but yeah, mm. that's right. Just that unfulfillment type thing. Or they have this belief that they are to just work cause they just provide for their family and they go home. Like that's, that's just what it is. You just work to, mm-hmm. you know, that work to live type thing, not live mm. work. Yeah. It's an interesting concept because when I started my business, um, especially at the start when I was working like crazy and very scared of failing and all the things, like I was very motivated by fear. Um, there were times where I missed just getting that paycheck and having that simplicity but I knew that I couldn't go back because you realize that it is unfulfilling and you're not being challenged. But then there was like, you have to have that want to then have that freedom that you had in the past, but Mm. with the beauty of running your own business. So it's like, you go through that phase and I'm just going to go ahead and say like, that's why I made the wealth frequency for people listening, because I see business owners start and it's motivated by fear. They do all the things to potentially draw in clients and they end up overworked out of alignment. That's my story. And then over time, they figure out what they need to do to actually have the time freedom in their own business, which is usually why people kind of got into business to have time, freedom and money. So that's what I teach people. (laughs) Beautiful. So let's go back to your journey. So, um, where 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 were you? you like had a lot of ancestral healing you learned yeah. a lot about yourself started my business mm-hmm. yeah which I feel was a big pivotal part of my journey yeah oh actually if I can just jump in I'm sorry I just remembered something I wanted to say earlier um for people listening like your body soul how mind your unconscious mind will only give you what you are ready to handle mm. Okay. So when we talk about doing healing work and we're like, oh, you know, don't die. You don't need to dive straight into ancestral stuff. Like you won't even be offered that if you're not ready for it. So whatever does come up for you, when you do start on your healing journey, it's going to be exactly what you need. And so that's actually one of the really beautiful things about healing. Like you don't need to be afraid. So even though it might be a little bit uncomfortable as you face moments in time or memories that are ready to be shifted, whatever that is, it will be what you are ready to handle. Um, For me, like I saw a psychologist 
you know, once every couple of months for a few years before I worked with my first healer and then started going deeper. And obviously I had to work with the psychologist first to prepare myself to then go deeper. And every stage along the way, it's like, it's actually been guided by yourself. It's a funny thing. Yeah. Your higher self always knows your higher self is like your future self, I believe. Yeah. So it will always guide you. You are always guided hundred percent. Yeah. There's no such thing as coincidences. There's no such thing as conspiracy theories. Like, well, there is, but (laughs) like, you know, Oh, I saw a rainbow. Yeah. Like that type of stuff. It's not a coincidence. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the butterfly that I saw before. Exactly. Synchronicities. They're all there. (laughs) Classic. I just love this stuff. So I'm sorry to uh, interrupt you before your journey. Oh yeah. I was saying, um, in terms of like my healing journey, I believe I would not have embarked on this type of journey uh, unless if I hadn't have opened my business, if I'd have still been in the corporate world doing all the things to climb the corporate ladder. And then I got there, then what Um, I would not be, I guess where I am, I would not have been able to do the work. I would have been one because I would have been working for me. So I I would not have even been open to this type of stuff. Um, always had a always had an interest but nothing to the depths that I had you know once I opened my business so yeah so um, it's all meant to be mm-hmm. so you grew in your business though you decided like you're outgrown products yeah where were you being led to like what what woke that up in you it was actually as we were doing the wealthy woman um, the reason behind actually first signing up to that was to I guess get a bit more strategy towards what I'm doing. Um, I felt like I was sort of spinning my wheels a little bit, like enjoying what I was doing, but always felt like there was something more. Um, So I thought, well, I needed to explore this. And yeah, it was through doing the wealthy woman with yourself that I was able to obviously do that. And which I then obviously signed like you to be my coach that I actually thought, you know what, I think I need to move into a one-on-one space with people really love the readings but what about when you get a reading there's actually nothing to then back that up and be like you know how can you get from a to b so i wanted to help the person get from a to b um and honestly as soon as i hit i was at a fork in the road with the products or doing service and i decided to let the product go and move into a service base and it just everything just took off from there to basically where i am now so Um, being able to heal my money story and then be able to go into this space to help women heal their money story in like a soulful way, Mm -hmm. you know, not just by saying, okay, well, if you save $20 this pay, you are so going to be abundant next week. Like (laughs) I'm not about that. (laughs) I don't want to see your figures. I don't want to know your numbers. Like I'm, yeah, you could probably say the holistic approach to it type thing, looking Mm -hmm. at the whole picture of your life as to why you do have a ship money relationship with money yeah (laughs) I I saw like a video the other day it was about saving money I explained like you know maybe in the 80s it would be like four and a half times the average wage to buy a house and now it's about like 14 times the average wage they're just explaining like why it's changed and how it's challenging and all these people were commenting, like, I just stopped buying avocado on toast. Now I'm a millionaire. And like, <laughs> I just stopped going out. Now I have like two Lamborghinis. And yeah, it doesn't quite work like that. The holistic stuff that we talk about, that I talk about all the time, is such a massive 
element and it will rapidly expand everything if you're doing that in combination with like the practical stuff um even I just want to share like the way that my perception has changed around money and what is accessible to me in the basic form you know it's taken me from the three personal training sessions for $99 which is like $33 each to now being like okay it's 12k to work with me privately next year it's 15k I recently made a 14k sale because my perception of the numbers and what they mean has totally changed and not long ago my brother was over for dinner and we're talking about buying houses or something and I was like I'm just going to buy a house with cash or something like I'm not worrying about it in this moment because it's not available to me and it's not a priority, but I know it will happen. And I have no doubt I'll just buy it in cash or whatever. And my brother was like, oh my God, but a million dollars is so much money. No shade to him because it's a fair point. But I was like, no, it's not. It's actually not. And it just was like, wow, a really interesting reflection. I used to think a million dollars was totally out of reach and now I'm like nah it's like a couple of years away yeah people give me a million dollars um I'd be so rich well you wouldn't be now because you'd be lucky to buy a house like where I live like I live in Newcastle um that's the average house here is yeah about that like that's that's just the cost of living um and it totally is. And exactly right. Like no judgment to these people at all. Like they're just not ready to learn yet. They're just not at that stage of their journey to fully comprehend or fully understand what the fuck money is even is, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, that saying money is king. It is, but it's like, you could make it like, if you want to say it, you could make it your bitch, you can, because it's neutral. Yeah, that's right. Like you can make money be whatever you want it to be with you. You, like you get to decide it's the same mm-hmm. it's the same concept of living of your life of however you choose to do it money just gets to be the same so for me I feel like I always it was always this overarching fear money like oh my god like and look I'm not gonna lie sometimes things still pop up for me I'm not 100% healed mm-hmm. and don't believe that I probably ever will be because at different um stages as you go through your journey Um, different things pop up and for me I'm always like thank you universe I'm receiving this like this test and I'm hoping I'm passed Mm -hmm. um yeah through every aspect but I know now when I can I can confidently look at my bank account and if I've fucked up and done something I'm like oh well I take responsibility for that 100% I can have conversations with my partner about money now I never used to before I used to feel like a naughty little girl and be like oh my god like he just makes me feel this way and oh he's such an asshole it's not him it's me I wasn't Mm. taking responsibility or ownership of what I did spending the money whilst we're trying to you know go for holiday or something and here I am just oh that's a nice shirt like (laughs) and my biggest thing for people to obviously with that relationship or if people struggle in terms of spending too much money I'm always like is it a need versus want like that was my biggest change yeah when you're mm. together. yeah Matea actually said the same thing about like need versus want and then I think and I kind of said the same thing on that podcast but if it is a want that doesn't mean that you can't have it but just deciding if it's respectful or just disrespectful yes can you get it later or does it fully light you up and it's embodied to get it now and it's respectful or is it like a fuck you purchase or I'm going to prove that I'm abundant by buying this even though I know that that's going to stress me out that's feeling into like what's respectful for you yeah definitely like or as in like I guess 
needing it like do you really need it right now like for me it's like you know all the the things at the shops because it's Christmas time and it's like how can we um get obviously people to buy more things and it's like okay well I it was a good sale and I actually did really need a couple of new tops but did I really need to buy the third or the fourth just because it was unspecial that's how Mm. I feel where my partner will say yeah you did because you saved so much money la 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 so People have different, yeah, exactly, terminology of need versus one. And that's right. Does it make you feel good? Or am I going to drive home later and be, like, beating myself up about it because, like, I totally didn't need that. I just want to treat myself type thing, you know, justifying to myself why I purchased something. So, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel like we have to talk in this, for me, this terminology stuff because, like, the person that, I want to help and heal are in that mindset space. Mm. They're not up here yet talking about, uh, I could say, you know, the, and not the energetic exchanges, but they, the terminology that you and I talk about is totally different to the terminology. Like it'd probably be like mm-hmm. the person who you help. They're not at the same space. They want to be there, of course, and you can help get them from A to B, but you've got to talk sometimes in a different language for them to be able to understand what the fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> you're so right and in that sense need versus want is a really easy way yeah to tap into that yeah and I think with that as well like need versus want and then where giving yourself get, like permission to celebrate yourself as well because if you narrow it down to need versus want it's actually very easy like to make decisions that support you but then it's also like okay but how are you celebrating the progress that you've made doesn't have to be monetary. Like, are you getting to the beach? Are you reading your book? Are you doing stuff that you enjoy? Are you allowing yourself to feel happy and reap the the rewards? And I find having that, bringing that positive respect in for yourself and positive influence into your relationship with money helps people to expand and trust money and love money again. Yeah. It, you like you could talk about it as just healing your money story but it's as I said before you're looking at it from a whole holistic point of view which for me I include the whole picture like you know your mental state your physical state like your spiritual state if you say that and you obviously your heart space but it's like I guess yeah like so to change your money story there's a lot more that actually has to happen then just change your money story because Mm. it's your mindset that you're, as I was saying, yeah, like that space of spending, you know, tomorrow's money with today's mindset. It's like, how can you change your mindset in terms of the relationship with your money, all those sorts of things. So it's not just about looking at it and being like, yeah, I've got a shit relationship with money. It's like, you've actually probably got a shit relationship with probably a few things in your life. And this is just another part of it that Mm. need to unpack and heal because it's a coping mechanism or something, you know, you got the shits with your partner over something. So you went and spent money, but really it's was probably just a projection on your partner from yourself, something within you. So I always feel like it's such a, it's just literally the surface layer of something underneath. Mm. Mm. Money is so fascinating because it is energy and it is a tangible form of energy. So like if money is blocked, it's like, okay, my energy is blocked like it's obvious it's just one way that we might see that and one way that you can yeah figure out if something's out of alignment and what you can do 
And I'm just feeling called to add as well that with money mindset, in the process of like neutralizing it and how I said before, how I look at numbers differently now and it's allowed me to expand my numbers and all the things. Um, a challenge that a lot of people face is like dealing with inflation and seeing the cost of things go up. And I feel like that's a really important part of money mindset. When you learn that you are an infinitely abundant being and it doesn't matter what things cost, you will always be provided for you're actually able to let go of that change that's happening. And that is natural as well. And the fear around like, what if the cost keeps going up and I can't keep up or like living week to week or um, what if the financial system collapses? When you learn how to like neutralize money and tap into your own abundance, you, it's, it's just fascinating to me how your abundance can rapidly expand faster than anything like inflation. And it just takes the power away. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to talk on that because it's, it's a common fear. And like, when you learn how to live abundantly, the, it doesn't actually matter anymore. And just turn off the news. Stop worrying about listening to the inflation prices and the cost of living rise. Like it's all just fear, fear, fear. And therefore, if you are already quite sensitive to that or you are quite overwhelmed and your nervous system is already going into shutdown over a few things, to then hear that, that's just going to trip you over the edge. Mm -hmm. So I think with me, it's like that's that's life. Like that's mm -hmm. what happens. The cost of living, it does go up 100%. It'd be like coming to you. Your prices were once 10 grand, now 12K. Like that's that's life. People like mm -hmm. things evolve, things change. Um, but your mindset, like for me, I always say your mindset's your biggest asset, like 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, we're, we're always provided for at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. a conversation that I find funny it's like when people talk about privilege and that some people have it easier than others and no doubt we all come from different backgrounds we have different advantages different traumas like all sorts of different things but I've met people that come from really wealthy families that have broken homes and they become like drug addicts because they can't mm -hmm. deal with their trauma and I've met other people that have come from really low socioeconomic backgrounds that have become like really um, well-to-do business people. And so even though it seems like someone might have an advantage, like I feel a lot of the time things are balanced out in different ways. It's just a different starting point. And so even when you're like, I think what I'm trying to say is you don't need to focus on like the cost of living because you're being supported and abundance is coming to you in other ways. And it's about focusing on that to amplify more and learning how to amplify more of that. Yeah, that's right. And like, instead of taking that and just running with it, why not take the other option, which is, yeah, I am always abundantly supplied for, like there is no reason as to why I would have nothing. Mm -hmm. And if, and this is where I think the big thing is as well, is people allow money to, what could you say? Like, be like if you have no money then you're broke like so therefore you've got nothing they allow money to dictate what their label is like and mm. okay so you've got no money but you drive a car every day like you might have just ran out of money today but you've mm -hmm. got a car you've got a roof over your head you know like we don't have to compare to other people but you might be doing heaps better than the person down the road from you mm -hmm. so and I think that's where we go back to that gratitude space where 
be grateful for what you do have. The mm-hmm. smallest things, simple things like putting a seatbelt on and stuff. There's third world countries out there you don't have a seatbelt. Like all these, there's always a way for you to redirect your mindset and your thought space to somewhere to be able to step back into that abundance mindset. Mm. And it costs nothing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can like and acknowledge where you're at. Like there's been times where I've had zero dollars in my account this year, multiple times. And I've been like, okay, I have no funds in my account in this moment. I can acknowledge, I'm not going to deny that, but does that mean that I have nothing at all? No. And I'm not going to allow myself to dive into the fear and say, oh, other people have it better and like start comparing and making my situation seem worse. Like I'm actually just going to sit with it and like, what can I do about it? Yeah, definitely. And not just accept it and roll over and be like, that's it. Like Mm. like you said, this is, it's just for now. It's just today. You Mm -hmm. could receive money tomorrow. You don't know. Mm -hmm. But if we stay within that mindset from today to tomorrow, like, you know, if you wake up, then the biggest thing too, for people that struggle with this sort of stuff is they wake up today thinking about yesterday's problems. So they've already set themselves up for a shit day. day. Yeah. So you don't have to, you can be like, right, I'm awake. I'm so grateful for waking up today. Like <laughs> the sun is shining or it might be raining. Thank you, angels. I'm breathing. Like, mm-hmm. right, let, what can I do today to make myself feel better? Like, how can I soothe myself today or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I wake up, I ask myself, what will bring me joy today? And it's yeah. taken me a long time to be able to ask myself that and like really receive how beautiful that is. Um, but I want to say how fucking proud I am that we're sitting here having this conversation about money when the jazz that I met was in a totally different space, like running the crystal shop. And even when jazz said to me, you know, I'm, I really like helping people with money. Like I'd like to talk about it, but you're like, I don't know if I can, like I've only just kind of started really embodying money mindset and to be here having this conversation now. Yeah. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Yeah, it makes me feel really proud too. And it's taken me a while to be able to even say, I'm so proud of myself. Like I would have to say, you know, these last like, yeah, six months of the year, I've never even had this relationship with myself, like and be so in love with myself, not in like a egotistical way either. So yeah, to be able to sit here and be like, I am really proud of myself that I actually took the step to, invest in myself to get the help to be able to be like fuck there is more out there than this like I needed to be able to be helped to change my money story and you were able to help me with that in that masterclass you did it's just like wow mm. like, just change it like that so um and yeah like I said before still learning still growing but 100% I am leaps and bounds to where I was before mm-hmm. yeah I'd actually love to be direct like for this part of your journey can you tell us what happened for you in the wealthy woman because that was a real game changer for you and that I think really kicked off like your sort of money mindset journey and for our listeners it's now called the wealth frequency but when jazz did it it was the wealthy woman yes yeah so um I think we were what oh I don't know how many weeks into it and I was just like I'm not feeling this anymore like something's shifted within me um, and I don't feel like I am, I didn't feel like I was learning what I should have been. And and I reached out to you obviously to say like, I'm out. Like, and I just tried to check <laughs> out straight away. Like, 
And yeah. you called me out on it and was like, um, why? Like, not why, but you just went deeper for me and being like, you are obviously not outgrowing the program by any means, but the, what your intentions were, were had happened to me, but probably a bit faster than maybe what we both expected. Um, so yeah, I obviously stayed with the wealthy woman, but then chose to sign up as a one-on-one client with you because my expansion was, I probably felt like I was expanding quicker than probably even myself could Mm -hmm. Mm. probably get the concept of, like it was sort of, it's like I was running, but my legs were moving and I wasn't type thing. So yeah, I I needed you and to be able to ground me and help me go okay well this is where you're at like what can we do now to obviously help you I guess physically catch up to where I was I guess I could say spiritually and yeah I've now I feel like since doing that program and obviously working with you and coming to the end of my time with you like I'm a totally different person like totally um I'm so self-aware like stuff that used to trigger me and bother me I just don't even care anymore and I can honestly sit there and just say to the person, I, I don't care. Um, and yeah, for me, like, I don't know, I'd probably never be able to do life without a, a mentor now. Like it's not for me, as I said to you even yesterday, like throughout coaching, um, it's not like doing business coaching is not just about the business. Like, yes, your business is separate to you. Like it's a, it's a piece to you, but you are the person in the business. So you require you know, the helping and the someone, someone to lean on, you know, and I felt like mm. you were really able to do that for me. Um, and yeah, I think even when I looked back on my welcome video the other day to the wealthy woman, I was just like, who is that woman? Like, mm. yeah, it's just, yeah. And it's obviously yeah, kudos to you 100%. But yeah, as you said before, like so proud of myself to be where I am now. Um, and how I feel. And someone even said that to me the other day, like you always have such a positive outlook on life and you've always got such a positive mindset. Like how do you hold it all together type thing? And yeah, like it's, it's because I have people like you in my corner that can hold me. I know that I can obviously have a moment and be like, before I used to talk to a friend about it and you're just cycling the same shit. Mm -hmm. You're not actually getting the, to the root of the problem where, for example, I've, you know had that issue yesterday spoke to you about it and I felt so much better and no one else had to know like Mm. that I just worked through that where before I would have you know called my mom and been like can you believe where now I'm like nah I've got someone in my corner that can help me figure out the why and then it's done it's finished Mm. yeah I think I went way off topic there but um (laughs) no it's all relevant (laughs) yeah yeah I wanted to just add my um, perspective when Jasmine's in the wealthy woman. So the program's changed a little bit now, but the, f- the first part was all about laying the foundation and like clearing space for what was going to come through. And we had literally just completed the first part and sort of started the second bit, I think, which was about um, actually making the sale and like closing sales and clo- closing offers with people. Whereas the first was like more healing work to lay that foundation yeah, and Jazz messaged me. She's like, hey, um, not really vibing the program anymore. Like I might check out. And I was like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, I'll support whatever is the right decision for you. But this is the first time hearing of this. So could you share with me like where this is coming from? What's motivating you? 
and Jazz explained how she was feeling. And I was like, I think that you're just ready to fucking take off. And like the foundation of the program is the reason why you feel this way. And now we need to go harder. You actually need more support and like we need to reestablish your goals and make them way bigger. And that's when Jazz was like, oh, okay, that actually sounds like what I'm looking for. And so she continued in The Wealthy Woman and worked with me privately. And then what came up from that is it was in that time that you were like, I'm actually don't really want to do crystals anymore. And then you said, I'm kind of interested in talking about money. And that's when I was like, all right, let's fucking go. Yeah. And now you've run like a masterclass on money. You've been doing your tarot readings and Oracle readings and selling 12 month readings and currently in the process of calling in your first like longer term private client. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause it's like all the things that you really want to do and you really want to be able to, and whilst you're doing the creation of it, you're like this is so exciting. And then you're actually in it and you're like, Oh my God, like it's happened. And it does just like you can manifest your car park at the supermarket. <laughs> um, it can, it can happen. You know, anything, I feel like it's just, that never giving up type. I feel like I never give up on myself. I've always been there for myself. I've always backed myself 110%. And, you know, it sounds really princessy, but I've always gotten what I wanted in life. And I stand by that 100% even now because, yeah, it takes some long days um, in terms of like your own mindset and through your own healing work. And it's at times super dark, like it's super lonely. Um, but I feel like, now when I go through something I can always see that speck of light at the end of the tunnel because I'm like fuck we've been here before we can do Mm. it again and obviously like I said before actually having support that you don't have to carry the weight on your shoulders you can someone else can help carry you type thing whilst you need it um and then on the other side is is that expansion Mm. yeah it's really warranted Um, you mentioned that it can be lonely and I totally understand when you start really in business and self-development and healing, you might not resonate with the same people anymore. Do you yeah. feel that you're calling in like more friendships now that you've been doing it for a while or connecting with other people? Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like I'm, I'm part of a, um, like through my kinesiologist, I did like an energy working course with her. Um, and met a bunch of ladies and I happen to be the youngest lady there, but I could call them all my friends. Now we meet regularly. We do meditations. Um, we do, yeah, like healing days and it feels amazing to be in the room with the same like-minded people, but yeah, exactly. Calling in people, meeting people through programs, even online, meeting people through social, like through my business page that I'm like, wow, these people are amazing. Like, yeah you put yourself out there and I think the biggest thing is actually showing up as your authentic self massively changes that because you call in the people because they can see you where if you're hiding behind a facade um, which I feel is a big thing when you're trying to come out of the closet spiritually um, you don't want people to know what it is that you do and I did a reading for a lady the other day and this was a big thing of hers was that she was hiding behind this facade of where she actually is right now to where she wants to be and she was really unhappy because she loved doing like all this sort of stuff but was frightened to be able to tell the people in the circle that she's in with now but I feel like it's a you just 
have already made up what the outcome is going to be in your mind, whether people might receive it beautifully. You just don't know. So mm. yeah, definitely finding my tribe. And I'm quite introverted, even though when people meet me, they're like, like when you come out of my shell, they're like, you are so not a quiet type person. But when I first meet people, I'm like, oh. and then when I get, you get to know me, I'm very loud and outgoing, but I fucking mm. love my own time. I love being on my own and yeah, I would probably uh, choose to stay in for the night than to go out or do something wild because yeah, I just love my own company. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so important that you're with the right people then that, that can witness you in truth and it really resonate. Yeah. Not that like there's right or wrong people, but calling them in. And for me, that's happened as well by doing programs and courses and finding yeah. my mentors and getting clear on who I want to hang out with, what kind of friends I want to have as well. And something else that you mentioned around um, like what you were helping a woman with a reading where she had that facade, like she wanted to step into spirituality or share her wisdom there, but she was a bit hesitant to do that. I feel something like that is where it is so beneficial to have that coach because a coach ought to be, you know, should be just shining a light on what's actually happening, like having that unbiased view. Um, I do readings for people as well, where I'm like, you clearly have your own method of doing things and you're being invited to step into that and claim that and do that, whatever that looks like. If it's doing it on the side, if it does mean quitting your job and, you know, stepping into this as a business model. Um, yeah, that's what coaching is really beneficial. And I would even say, that the exact same thing happened when you were in the wealthy woman and you had rapidly expanded. And I was like, okay, as the coach, if leaving is the best thing for you, I'll support that. But if you are actually ready to grow further, like, which is like, that was the case for you. It's my job to shine the light on what's actually happening. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah not just check out and run like that. Just not. And that's not normally who I am, but I was just like, oh, I better tell her, like, I'm just not vibing it. And then, yeah, look, here we are three months down the track and it's, yeah, or four months now, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, with, yeah, your business has shifted so much. What is your intention with your business now? So my intention now is to um, still go bigger. I know within me that this is just another slice of at the playing field, you know, um, I feel like 2023 is going to be really big and really expansive for me. Um, these last few months and obviously of working with yourself have been that transition aspect again into where it is and what it is I think I want to do. Um, but now I have this knowing that it is what I want to do and it's it's needed. The work I'm doing is needed as well because um, the ripple effect of myself doing this work within and yourself doing the work within it's massively ripples out into the world. And it's, I think it's needed more now than ever, you know? Mm. So yeah, definitely to um, continue to help women um, on a really deep level, unfuck their money stories um, and just continue to live abundantly and passionately in life. Um, and yeah, my business is just like is happening and it's all exciting and expanding, but I always, return back to center and be like, okay, I'm so much more important than that. Yeah. <laughs> what do mm-hmm. I need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like keeping check of your own needs. Yeah. Yeah. I love 
the bigness of the vision. And because I've been working with jazz, I also already know it to be true. It's really, it's just so fascinating. I just love this work so much, obviously. But only a few weeks ago, we were like, you know what? I think there's like an energetic block because we're doing all the things. We cleared something from a past life and then clients dropped in and more sales were made. And what I see now is we also recently opened up her energy so that new people can come through. Yeah. And people that you've never met before are now like messaging you and interacting with your content. And you can see, you can see ahead now, like, you know, that the people are coming in that they are going to eventually purchase and become returning clients and seeing that abundance land. And it feels so good when you actually have that certainty, like in your business and in yourself. Yeah, definitely. And the biggest thing for me, I'm learning as well. And over these last, I feel like, you know, we've been through our three months together, but it's been like these last probably like three or four weeks or even shorter, like we've just really taken it to a different level as well. And for Mm -hmm. me, it's about being an authority in my space. And I, even though we've talked about it and worked through it, I keep seeing it everywhere as well. This word authority, authority. And I'm like, fuck yes. Like I am a leader within this space and but like, it's about in my own life as well, being a leader and having the authority um, where before it was like this little girl energy of being scared and unsure and uncertainty and, oh, what about this and controlling that. And now it's just like, I don't need to control anything because it's all happening exactly as it needs to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Like being in the authority? Cause our listeners might not have heard that term before. Well, I think it goes back to that being like showing up as yourself, being feeling safe to be seen. Um, and if we don't feel safe to be seen, why? But also trusting the process massively that, you know, because as we said before, like everyone wants to go into business and make heaps of money and have all these short hours and um, whatever else, you know, they feel they can do. So you have that in your mind and then you go into business and you hang on to it like your knuckles are white. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. how much you hang on to it. I was that. I was in that space even when we first started working together. And to haven't been authority is to not be a control freak as well for me. Like it is putting it out there, having my plans, having my goals and my dreams and desires, taking the action steps, but also knowing when to like, just let the seeds be planted and fruit on their own. Um, because as you said before, the universe is never going to give you what you cannot handle. So for me, I'm always like, I'm so fucking ready to go big. Show me, use me, like, let's go. Um, and something will always pop up and I'm like, oh, fucking hell, what, what again? Like, but then I'm like, actually, this is the test. This and is what I asked for. Yeah, exactly. And um, it kept happening and I kept thinking to myself, oh, they seem like little negative things, like a card declined at the shops. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's pretty new. Like, And then I went, oh, actually, that's pretty cool. Like, thank you. Um, it's like, you know, I'm accepting this test. I was able to pivot in the moment and fix the situation. The past me wouldn't have though. So for me, that is like the authority aspect is, I guess, yeah, like really owning the space, owning and meeting yourself where you are at and definitely letting go of the control. That's what authority is like, mm. I feel. Probably a few mm. more things, but we don't have to tap in. <laughs> yeah, well. That makes sense. 
Yeah. And it's like, it's like that certainty of self. Yeah. And that's where we talk about releasing control. And so I've spoken about this before where when you start, you try and do every little thing because you think working harder will more guarantee people coming in, like having the website, the form, the email sequence, the follow-up sequence, all the things like you think that yeah. that converts people. But at least in my personal experience, doing all that was actually motivated by a fear that people wouldn't sign up. So you think that having all the things that makes you the authority, but actually it's that inner knowing that inner certainty. And that sort of comes from being comfortable in the instability. Like you learn to relax and like, I know everything is happening for me. I can make decisions from this place. Like I said, you don't need to like hold on to my business has to be this way. I have to do everything and I have to get people in, which is actually just total uncertainty. Yeah. And I feel like for me, like that is like that masculine and feminine energy massively. So it's like the masculine energy is like, go, 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 control, control, control. But it's like the feminine energy to be like flowy, to, to surrender, to allow. And of course the yin, the yang, you have to have like polarity with both of it. You can't have one without the other type thing. But I feel like if you're massively in that masculine type, space you're really restricting that flow to you so for me I'm like well money does flow to me easily so therefore if I'm consistently sitting in this strategy phase goals phase like how 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 do 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 it's not going to flow to me because I'm so rigidly in this this masculine space so Mm -hmm. yeah for me I really like okay do this now yep and then drop in and let it flow instead of sitting there all day like checking your dms oh my god has someone replied that all that <laughs> stuff <laughs> mm. yeah learning to feel safe in that yeah which again i feel like yeah is that authority yeah mm-hmm. so how do you help people at the moment with what you've been through i know you mentioned you want to help women to be more abundant yeah what sort of problems do you help with? I feel like um, you can have in your mind where it is you think your business is going to go and what's going to happen. But again, the universe will always provide for me. So at the moment I've got women in my space that are lacking in like confidence to be able to move to the next stage of what it is they want to do. So they may believe like come into my space and be like, I've got, I'm struggling with my money. But underneath that is a reason as to why they're struggling with money. So for example, um, client A struggling with money, struggling with self-confidence, um, this lack mindset, but you know, and then all of a sudden something pops up. So she'll buy it because it's on sale. But the reason she did that was because she's really lacking in self-confidence and to make herself feel better, she Mm -hmm. purchases something. So it's actually, not going to make her feel better because then now she feels guilty because she tapped into her savings account and spent that money and then it starts a cycle again she feels guilty she feels shame around it and why well because I she's not doesn't feel worthy either Mm. so lots of self-worth lots of rebuilding relationships with themselves um helping people massively on their spiritual journey as well so therefore like me I was like sort of the black duck of the family. No one else in my family does what I do. Everyone has nine to five jobs or works their ass out to, um, you know, make money, which is totally okay. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that. I keep saying it. I'm going to be the first millionaire in my family. 
fucking watch me. But um, yeah. So helping people that help people be seen, helping women become more confident, sharing their voice, all those types of things, which starts at like a base level of their money stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we tap in deeper and deeper. Deeper, and the more layers you peel back, the more that is revealed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love it all. <laughs> now that I know how it works, I'm just like, why aren't we all trying to be millionaires? Like it's available to all of us. But yeah, I did record a podcast with Mari, this woman who does numerology, which I think I'm actually going to release after this conversation. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, she was saying, I have two eights in my profile, which is all about money, but like, I love being abundant and sharing the abundance. And some people just don't have that in their profile. Cause once you yeah. learn how easy it is, it's, it's really available to everyone. And a big part of this, I just feel called to share is that there are so many ways to get wealthy, right? Like some people do it with crypto. Some people do it with property. Some people just work the same job forever. Some people do what Jazz and I do, which is like the entrepreneur's all that really matters is that you're following your passion and what feels best to you. So if crypto as an example, doesn't feel any good to you, don't worry about it. Oh, a hundred percent. And some people, um, like I remember working with one lady and I was like, do you feel like what you're doing is where you want to be? She's like, yeah, hundred percent. I love my job. And she did where I work with someone else that was like, I'm doing this, 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 and this, but I really want to be doing this. And I said to her, like, there in the moment, give me a yes or a no. Like, is this for you? No. So why are you pursuing it? You Mm -hmm. know, deep down if what you're doing does or doesn't light you up. You don't have to have somebody else ask you. You can feel the resistance when you wake up in the morning. You can feel the resistance when you walk through the front door Mm -hmm. and someone approaches you, oh, here we, like, you can feel it. Yeah. Um, And yeah, that's right. You don't have to, like my mum, for example, would love to crochet and knit to to be wealthy. Like that is what lights it up, is knitting Mm -hmm. baby beanies, you know? It can be something so simple like that. You don't have to be working for that multi-billion dollar company on a, you know, Mm 40-hour week minimum. Yeah. Well, especially now with social media being so just incredible at like helping you find your people, I found this company that makes mush, uh, marshmallows. Marshmallows. <laughs> they make. Oh yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, and they are. They started obviously. It's just a small home business that made flavored marshmallows, and now they deliver all over the world. And at the same time, like you see those um, TikTok accounts that make candles. Yeah. Or soap, and they have huge followings. And like, it was all green. Yeah. Yeah, you, you just, whatever you want to do, um, there are people out there for you. I'm just going to close my window because someone's doing gardening outside. That's okay. So rude. Don't they know I'm doing a podcast? Yeah, same with the birds here. Chew along. Yeah, please be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, where were we? What was I saying? Oh, yeah, you can TikTok and all the things, candles. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. Make, like you can make money doing anything yeah absolutely yeah and um I was gonna say you mentioned resistance before like you know you actually know deep down like sort of if you're out of alignment and what you want to do and it's so fascinating when you coach for a long time like it's so easy to actually feel and like see the resistance that people have 
And sometimes people will coach with me and they expand heaps. And then they're like, you know what? That's kind of enough for now. And I've had this in my journey as well, where I'm like, I could keep going in that direction, but I've changed so much. I'm going to put a pause on coaching in this moment. And then I continue to watch and you can see that same resistance that they were coming up against, you know, because it's just the next sort of challenge for them to face. You see it just continually building in their life. And, you know, it's one of those things where we're always growing and evolving and no, it's not a race. So of course you can put a pause on things if you like. But if you know that you're being called somewhere else, you're being called to change in some way, but you're scared, you don't want to go there yet, you want to stay where you're uncomfortable, like you're just denying yourself that next level of expansion. Like, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm saying. I just, I just yeah, see it like that, time and time again. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason why uh, you have a coach really. Um, that's right. Like you would if you haven't worked through it, it's still going to rear its head. It's that, I feel like those traumas snapshotted in a moment of time. You just mm-hmm. move on the timeline if you don't heal it. Yeah. You might mm-hmm. chip away at it slowly, but it'll still pop up and it'll still, yeah, rear its head and you're like, God, here we are again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, again, when time isn't real, guys, like it is, but it isn't. <laughs> and so people are like, oh, because again, I've been through this. Like, I'm a bit tired of growing and changing. I might just pause and stay where I'm at for a little while and relax. And it's like, okay, but no time is actually passing. You're just continuing continuing to experience the same experience. It actually, things are still changing regardless of if you grow or if you stay in the same place. It's still the same reality. It's still the same. Like, everything is always changing. So this idea that you can put a stop on your growth and just hang out where you are doesn't make any difference, but you just choose to like sort of sit back in the. You probably release the expectations on yourself really other than anything like. That's true. Or like accountability. You kind of feel like having a coach or being in a space where someone's able to help you actually have accountability because they're going to be like, well, what about, or I'm feeling this way today okay, well, we were here, you know, two weeks ago. What did we do? Like, yeah, instead of sitting in that space being like, "Ah." because for me, it's like, how long can you continue to be in that thought space for? Like, how long can you, yeah, okay, you can take a break, but give yourself a time where you're going to start back up again because days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, months turn into years, and before you know it, nothing's Mm -hmm. happened. And Mm -hmm. we know how quick time does fly, even though, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's for me, it's like see an urgency to things, see an urgency to fixing your healing see an urgency but if you don't stuck it's just going to tick on here like and I feel like this 12 months has gone so fast so imagine what next 12 months is going to be like so therefore put a time frame on it yep you know that magical date everyone's talking about January 1 (laughs) (laughs) that's the one (laughs) yeah yeah so you have really backed yourself the last five months like obviously you've done it your whole life but since you came into the wealthy woman before that you work with Monty and doing the private coaching and just the way that you have expanded and continued to lean into the like to trust the growth that you need what sort of advice would you have for our listeners who want to start you know growing 
like trust the nudge, trust that there's a reason why you keep seeing stuff like this or you keep listening to stuff like this. And I also believe there's only so many podcasts you can listen to, so many books you can read, um, so many YouTube videos you can watch for free um, to be able to benefit from. And don't get me wrong, I love a good podcast, I love a good book and I love a good YouTube, but you, you are unique to you. So if you feel the pull to reach out and work with somebody or feel love the work that Carla does for example or love the work that I do like all you have to do is ask a question um you know would you mind if I shared something or this is where I'm at would you mind if I shared don't just drop into people's dms telling them your life story (laughs) um because yeah like for me as I just said that like finding a bit of urgency in my own self to want to actually change has made ripple effects in massive areas of my life that I did not even think it could Mm -hmm. because I feel like you allow space for that energy to come through and as I said I found a a tribe of women that I feel so supported in Um, I'm able to be so self I am so self-aware now just all the things the confidence the trust everything you build within yourself it really is priceless yeah Mm. so just trust the niggle trust the tests because the way I like to also the analogy I love to use is like that pebble in the shoe scenario how long can you walk along with a pebble in your shoe before it actually starts to really piss you off before it starts to cause a blister before you've got to take the shoe off like why get to the stage where you're now in a space where you've had to go on antibiotics because the blister's that bad type thing. Like, yeah, it's the same with with life. Why why push on for so long? You know? Yeah. Trust it. Trust the spot. Trust the niggle. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's so beautiful to hear the certainty and the grounding in your voice. And I just love how many other people you are helping as you continue to claim the space and recognize just how good you are at what you do. And it makes me feel so good. Like, yes, I'm just empowering other people to empower other people and it, that massive ripple effect. So it's been such a pleasure having you on and hearing your story. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be on here. I've loved talking with you. It's like we've just sat here having a conversation with ourselves, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and I, I so I'm like, man, we could go deeper, but I'm like, yeah, no, that's okay. Like next yeah. time, there's always next time. Yeah, absolutely. So where can people find you and how can they work with you? So my Instagram handle is this is jazz. So this underscore is underscore jazz. And um, I'm on there daily talking on stories or showing up and you can choose to work with me one-on-one. My package that I have available is six weeks one-on-one. And this is tailored to meet the person's needs. So it's whatever they feel where they need to go. And of course, I then intuitively can pick up where we go as well, what what the actual situation is. Um, and yeah, we do Foxer support. Um, yeah, so much magic in there. But that's what I've got right now. Um, the other way you can work with me is I have a 12-month reading available, which is where you get um, 12 month's reading for 2023 so every month you open up and you can have an insight into that month beautiful and with the six weeks of coaching is it so obviously you work on whatever people need but is it a bit of a money and abundance focus as well 
Yeah, so definitely working around how to unpack your money story, figuring out why you're in the situation you might be in right now, or maybe you aren't in like a hairy situation, but you kind of just want to get a handle on your money and start to live an abundant lifestyle, be free with money, figure out how to feel abundant all the time. Love it. Yeah. Beautiful. So I'll pop your Instagram down below. So if anyone wants to contact Jazz, you absolutely can. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, bye everyone. So I hope you enjoyed this beautiful podcast with Jazz. And if you're feeling inspired by her journey and her experience in The Wealthy Woman, this program is it's now called the Wealth Frequency. The Wealth Frequency has started. It is the ultimate program for your most effortless expansion, where I teach you how to make money effortlessly, how to embody that abundant lifestyle, how to charge properly for your work, how to confidently set your prices, magnetize clients to you. This is how I went from working 60 hours a week to 10 hours a week, and I'm now progressing to 10 to 20K months consistently. You can do the same if you desire to run a business or you already run a business. The wealth frequency is for you. It is not too late to join. We are taking a break over Christmas and New Year. So if you're interested, click the link below. Send me a message on Instagram. I would absolutely love to have you there. We will talk again soon. Bye.